103 people in the world named Bartholomew. Only 103? Oh no, that was just a low ball. I was like, wow, that's a that's like that's like a deadly name if you name your kid Bartholomew and then like the clock just starts going. What was the one we looked up today? There was one. Ebenezer. It was Ebenezer. It, and the, what was there like a thousand or some shit? Oh, it was a lot more. Oh yeah, it was like 1300 or something like that. I can't remember. 13,000. Then yeah, it was a lot more than anticipated. Yo, that's way too many ninja name Evan. I, I don't know why I just said that while we're recording. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I gave us a solid cold open. Oh, man. If well, you get to say it on the podcast, I get to say it on the podcast. So I want you to remember that. <laughs> Yo. I just want you to know when people hear, when I say it, it's not going to be an issue. When you say it, I have to hop on here and explain you have a black card. So that's just a lot of work. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. So I want you to think Listen, about at that. At least word. I grew up closer <laughs> and in an urban area than you, Brandon. <laughs> I have way more of a past than you do, bro. <laughs> Did you ever notice that, like, with Southern accents, they never enunciate their R's except for one word? Well, where does that? Oh, 100. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> John, there's a term in the South. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, I heard that one. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, anytime you hear, immediately, you, that's a nice, swift backhand. I don't care how old and how country she is. Just a quick, uh, give her a reason to talk at oh, church. Oh, man. The whip is hot right now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Well... Have fun editing that. <laughs> it's it's going to get beeped. It's just going to be a boop. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but then again, it would give our, our podcast street credibility if I'm out here saying ninjas can't be called Ebenezer. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you should do is instead of beeping it, just have me very coldly go, ninja. Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You got me now. Now you got twice the cred. This is true. This is real true. We have a proper northerner. Don't tell people that I'm applying this for business loans. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's why those debt collectors keep calling. <laughs> oh, shit. This podcast is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Ken Dog, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Bro, you're, you're in charge. Oh my, today. my bad, my bad, I, my bad. I thought it was still casual conversation. We so out. I'm in charge um, today. Yeah. All right. Uh, so today 
we are talking about being right. As in, exa- <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This is one of those cases where I told you something and you didn't believe it. And it's like, ha. Huh. So I, I I feel like this episode is, is validation for me and Fred. Are we interviewing my fucking wife? Oh, one hundred percent. Shout out, shout out to the lady. She's my favorite of the of the women. <laughs> oh man, bless her for just. I feel like at some point, like it's impressive that she just hasn't called me dumbass to my face yet. <laughs> she doesn't say that. To, I like. I could have sworn she says that. She's to too you. nice. No, she's too nice. <laughs> oh man, yeah, she is. She is. She's definitely the the sweetheart. Um, baby Batman is definitely the aggressor. Yeah, that dude's violent. Yes, he's one hundred. And then I, I believe you. You you said you were the. Oh I yes. Jesus! Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's getting that's getting beeped. Too. But all right. Um, shits and giggles aside, we are picking back up with the squad. Which squad is that, boys? Blue baby. Purple. Oh, it's purple. Fuck. Damn it. See, see, see what happens. No, don't when... listen to me, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Do you know what's Brandon's favorite Fifty Cent song? I want you to look at my profile icon the next time you want to listen to me, and then really think about if you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! See, this is what happens when you let the kid who likes Twelve Questions come come on your podcast. But which Fifty Cent song? Yeah, Twelve Questions. That's a good one. Ah. Twelve Questions. Which? Because you dyslexic. It? Which question? All 12. The one he was singing to Megan Goods before he piped her down. And she still talks about it. She still talks about it to this day. How many people do you think he's piped down? Just in, in ballpark. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna guess, but I it's it's to the point where the correlation is as dirty as he he's done them, none of them have come out and said it was whack. They will tell you that 50 Cent is X, Y, Z, but none of them will say that the sex was bad. If it's not out there in the tabloids, it's not real. That's true. Facts. And the, and uh, as much as Vivica A. Fox stalked that man, can you imagine Vivica A. Fox stalking you? I'm not sure. Um, I'm yeah. That. I, don't, I, I second that. I'll be dropping that heavy nope. D. Ladies, we're dropping heavy D on this episode of you, me, and Lore. I'm your host, Kenny Kendall Gomez. Our co-host, half man, half amazing, Clean Jamie. What? And then, then the, don't the, you ever <laughs> say that here again? <laughs> I'm not done yet. And then, no, not, not you, me. him. He knows what he did. <laughs> oh Lord. Last but not least, y'all. The the hot sauce of of the podcast game, Brandon Wayner. Is that always be, is that just because I say that I'm spicier than I actually am? No, I was making and one references. A one or and one. And one. So we're all the sauce. No, we are not all the sauce. Who's we the all, st- Why are we talking about a one? Oh. Ketchup. You put ketchup on your steaks, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. Not A1 sauce. Ketchup. And on your rice. Put mayonnaise on my on my steak. That shit's spicy as fuck. All right. All right. Oh, spicy <laughs> Let, 
John's like, yeah, right, let's get back to this. Yeah, that that one's disgusting. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm you're doing about it to be... I'm doing it. I'm sending you a fucking picture. <laughs> of, you, wait, you actually put mayo on your steak? No, I'm going to, though. Oh, <laughs> just to, bro. Just to it, spite John. Yeah, just because I know it's going to destroy yeah, but you're gonna him to the court. You're going to commit now, too. You're going to have to eat it. I've, you... I've been with this... <laughs> Okay. If you're gonna we put mayonnaise <laughs> on that steak, oh, you have no. to eat it. Sandwich. <laughs> oh Woe is God. me. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta slather it up. You gotta slather it up like it's his first day on, on the casting couch set. Don't like be I'm gentle fr- about it. Like I'm frying chicken and <laughs> dredge the shit out of it. Oh <laughs> god. Oh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are picking up in what canyon are we picking up in? My ex-wife's vagina. Right. That's right. All the nooks and crannies, y'all. Serpentine Canyon. Serpentine Babu. <laughs> oh, I teed him up and he gave us his wife's vagine. So yeah, y'all, well, we are... Uh, oh, you, yeah, that was the tee up. I that, totally forgot that it. That was the tee up. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And I still <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> That's why the people come back. That's why they keep coming. It's not to hear about the stories. It's just to know how stupid I am. I mean, that's why I work here. <laughs> you do work here now. I forget that. <laughs> Since you John... have rights now, and that's that was a mistake. <laughs> that sounds terrible. You have <laughs> rights now. <laughs> He does, because now he's employed, so we have oh. to treat him like a human being. When he's a guest, we can be as mean as we want. Yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> that's we the don't rule. employ him. Wait, I was never mean to John. I missed out on an era that I could have been mean to John. Yes. You should, oh, you should hear man. how the other podcast people talk to me. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> that's my inspiration. <laughs> to be fair, on DD214 is expected, though. That's the, be- that's the magic. You know what though? It's more that you get ignored. It's more that they don't listen to I've you. Learned, I, I've learned. I've learned to stop talking. To <laughs> there you go. Like my third uh-huh. ex. <laughs> oh, not the third. Well, John, I listen to you. I, thank you, man. Thank you. Us Puerto Ricans got to stick together. You know. But we're all we got. You're damn not right. Puerto Rican. Oh right, yeah. Hey man, I'm tropical black. I am so sorry, but I'm there with you in spirit, in, in tropical, in tropical uh, camaraderie. I'm there with you. So, I called it. I said, I said, fucking see you when you change it again. And here we are, two weeks later. Oh no, nah, man. I was, I was being for reals, but for the sake of the pod, yes, I'll go back to my original. <laughs> you can be whatever you want. Don't listen to me. Oh no, nah, man. I had to. Your HR. <laughs> <laughs> only need it for the tax breaks oh man <laughs> but where we're going there are no breaks gentlemen as you guys remember we left last week on a kind of on a suicide mission oh yeah so if you guys remember correctly everybody who survived so we're talking petrov the marines the the, More the crewmen got everybody so they pretty much looked at John and the Spartans were like, listen, we're probably all going to die here. So complete the mission and go home or maybe complete the mission and then come get us. Wink, wink. So the boy, excuse me, the boys, the blue team has taken off and bad news for the team. 
So we, we touched on the Forgotten Highway a little bit. And just to jog everybody's memory, that was the highway that Fred was like, hey, man, this looks like it's been here a while. And they were like, there's no way that the bridge was there unless it was aliens. With that being said, they're actually using that bridge to get to the lucky break. But sadly, they are not having a lucky break. When we last left with the team, it's been two hours on the Forgotten Highway. Now... Wait, and what are our resources for today? Ken? Oh, resources. Yeah, that's a wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful word. I love that word, resources. Resources. Halo Oblivion. I don't got I don't actually have like too many crazy references like last week. It's actually all Halo Oblivion. And Webster's dictionary. Yeah. I still I'm still not sure what a fucking cornice is. There were a couple words on here. They're in the book. I'm not gonna say them. You should read the book if you want to learn them, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because then I have to read another book to learn about what this book's talking about. Is it wait? Is it a language? Like certain words mean other things. Oh no! Well, yeah, that's how English works. Oh my yep. god! This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> but you see, the weird thing with English is it's more like four different languages, like in a trench coat, pretending Duh. to be a language. <laughs> <laughs> what what Brandon is trying to say is there is a lot of uh, words from your earth science class that you haven't heard in probably like 10 years in this chapter that and I'm pretty sure Troy Denning randomly throws a dart at pages of his book and says and this one gets the thesaurus and this word gets the thesaurus like a, uh, a, a and Brandon you'll, you'll tell me wrong I think it's a canyon genesis Oh, but you're gonna have to give me a page number on that. Hold on, let me. It's it. Well, um, I, you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there because it actually falls in with the with the storyline. But um, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Now, if you guys remember, the the Spartans can travel up to twelve kilometers, and they alleged that even if the terrain was rough. Or the terrain was good, they would get there in two hours, right? Uh, if they, yeah, if yeah. It was if it was half decent. If it was half decent, so in the two hours that has now passed since the team started kicking off their like Sonic Frontiers run through the Forgotten Highway, they have they've already hit forty seven like kilometers. How far did they need to go? They needed to go fifty. They need to go 50 kilometers, right? And they so far on, on their HUDs and trackers, it shows that they've covered 47 kilometers. But because of all the shenanigans that's been happening in the last couple chapters, they've only traveled 23 kilometers in those two hours. Oh, so they're like scraping by at this rate. Yeah, they are barely halfway and they are running out of time. Because remember, they only have, I believe, about 10 hours to complete this mission. It's not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. But on we the, also on, can... on yeah. average, how long How long do, do you think uh, a mission would take? Space mission. Couple uh, days? Couple uh, days? Weeks? It depends on the mission at this point. Maybe yeah. They've done a few that are like an hour and they've done a few that are like and one they were like just held up in a cargo ship for a yeah. while. <laughs> for like a couple days and they were they were chilling in the um in the water tank. But um yeah, John, it really it really does depend cuz um like for instance when they got their Mjolnir armor, yeah. They they literally hopped into a covenant mission in like 45 minutes. Mm. 
Yeah, they and talk about in or out, just got the armor. They're like, hey, we may know how to use it. We might not know how to use it. And mind you, a majority of them, and real quick recap, their first mission with the armor, they all like rocketed themselves at the Covenant ship and a bunch of them missed. So a bunch of them were just hanging out in space while like the other seven went through the Covenant ship and wrapped up the mission. So it just depends. Balls deep. That's it. All or nothing, baby. Yep. Kind of, kind of feel that's a big theme with this book too. It's like everything is just so massive, massive scale. Even, even like, I would even argue, even like them prepping for a mission, or if like they're doing like kind of a routine like scope out, it's massive. Like the amount of detail and time it takes them to like clear, mm-hmm. um, or prep for a firefight. I feel like the firefights go faster than a lot of the other things. Yeah, but I mean, hey. That's what happens when you use bullets. It's quick. Most of the time. Well, right, most of the time. Unless you're an alien species with advanced technology, you know, shield, blah, 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 blah. Essentially, the, the team is running through the highway. As you guys remember with the explosion stuff, part of the highway is covered in sand. It's covered in mountains. Like, there's tons of, like, obstructions and whatnot that's kind of making this uh, trek through the desert or excuse me, through the Forgotten Highway, a little difficult. And as the team is actually running through the the Forgotten Highway, they actually hit a gorge. And, you know, typically when you hit a gorge, like, shit gets a little cold, right? Like, it's supposed to cool down. Not on Netherop. On Netherop, it gets hotter. And this actually causes John to take a moment and think, right? He's like, is everything on this planet just hostile to everyone? Like, is is this planet just out to kill everybody? And you know how in movies they're always like, "You shouldn't have said that," because mm. it just gets worse. Um, is that is that's what's happening? Um, it gets worse. It gets worse in the sense of like minor inconveniences. Um, like for instance, this the heat and stuff makes John wonder, like, when the hell does the sun set here? Like, how long is daylight? And he was like. He kind of takes a look at the ridge because now now that they're in the gorge, like the, now it's become like canyons and whatnot that's surrounding them. Um, he thinks 20 hours. His HUD informs him that daylight on Netherop lasts 23 hours and five minutes. 23 freaking hours of sunlight every day. And then on top of that, it's crazy. And then that, and, and mind you, it's like an inconvenience. So sunlight lasts 23 hours, and then he finds out because of how it's set up on their rock, their circadian, I'd say circadian, uh, circadian rhythm is set off, or excuse me, it's out of line. Do you guys know what are the symptoms if your uh, circadian rhythm is off? No. What about you, senor? I know it all. Uh, the rhythm itself, no, um, <laughs> no, because all that is, is so this is for people at home. All your circadian rhythm is is your internal clock. That's all. It's it's fancy terms for internal clock that tells you when to go night night. Man, if you're keeping up with Death Stranding, Sam's got his his circadian rhythm is on point. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know like what happens if you throw it off i mean because then you start going into sleep deprivation all right so no so just about just about the the 
the the symptoms I was about to state. So you have diminished focused, diminished vigilance, diminished attention, your motor skills are diminished, and your memory is a little iffy. But and mind you, I wanna I wanna clarify this. It's not like super bad that you're gonna die. It's like it's one of those where it's like you hit your toe. It's very inconvenient. Especially if you're on a alien planet trying to get to an alien ship on a one day mission where everything has gone wrong. Well, it's not gonna get any better with that attitude. It is yeah, John John is very angry at this point in the book. Like everything kind of bothers him. And it actually leads to a very interesting conversation. So Fred is like Fred's kind of running through the bridge. And just to clarify too for everybody, Kelly is 300 meters in front of um John taking point as they're running to the lucky break. Uh, Fred is about 300 meters behind them. And I, they don't really say where Linda is, but just know Linda is around. Linda is hanging out somewhere. And they start talking about, you know, infrastructure. And Fred is like, who builds a highway halfway up a cliff face? And kind of John and Kelly both chime in. You know, you just answered your own question, right? Because humans wouldn't build a bridge going into a cliff face. So clearly we're dealing with aliens. It's it's there's a case of that Netherop itself had an alien presence before either the covenant and whatever's there. Um, well, eventually, as the team keeps running in, they get a little uh, heads up on the on the HUD, a little red light. Kelly's like, y'all, something's up here. Let me check it out. So, you know, she does her little Scooby-Doo. She gets her Velma going. She starts investigating. And... We just had to bring up Velma on this show. Oh, not not, not new school. We just had school. to... We had to bring it. I'm <laughs> And, you know, as, as the team's getting ready to hear back about, you know, what Kelly finds, um, John kind of surveils the area. And he's like, man, in his mind, he's like, there's no way that they would try to do an ambush here. But at the same time, given that it's the Covenant and like all their their tactics have been unorthodox or not human like, he's like, I can't really he can't really pass up on it. Well, or excuse me, he'll he'll believe anything. Eventually, Kelly kind of gets back and she's like, y'all, she's like, there are rock spatters. And that's not a fancy uh, ge- geography or rock term. It's just a case of y'all, there are rocks on the ground everywhere. That's all that means. And goddamn Geo dudes. dudes, there you go. And then um, Linda's like, uh, you find it surprising that rocks fall from cliffs? And then Kelly responds, I do when they're different colors of rock. Or when it's a different color of rock, excuse me. So she gets back and, and she's like, I'm looking at it, looking at the rock, it's black and dusty but like the canyons and the walls that's surrounding them are brown or like and they have like different other other rocks embedded as well at this point something's kind of funny right it's like you know we've dealt with the explosions we've dealt with the covenant these random rocks on the road uh, it's it's a little iffy right so john kind of John kind of moves a little bit toward the cliff and he starts checking out where Kelly is and she's about 15 meters 
on the highway, right? And where she's at, there's a bit of a sharp curve. And it's here that John kind of puts his uh, mathematics, because I wish I could measure the way this man does. So he first starts out, he looks at where Kelly's at, where she sees the rocks at the curve and all that. And he's like, all right, based on what I can see, he sees that the road curves and that the road curves again. And based on like the different bends and whatnot, he figures out that for every two to three kilo, um, kilometers they're going, it only gets them one. So they that means they got to double time it or they got to find a different way of arriving because there's no way they're going to get there in the um, within the boundaries of the of the mission timer. The next thing he starts looking at is he takes a closer look at the cliff, the walls. You know, he talks about how like the heat from the explosion, you know, you can see that the walls are still a little bit irradiated. Um, he can see the different like types of rocks and sediments and all that. And there's a problem. He looks at all this and he realizes that those rocks that Kelly found are inexplicable. And now we have a bigger problem, right? Yeah. Explain what you mean by unexplained. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm going to get, I'm going to get into the, I'm going to get into that. Right. The problem is those rocks do not match any of the, any of the rocks that are on the cliffs, the canyon. And so we have no idea how those rocks got there. And and I was actually going to ask you guys, I actually have this written down to ask you guys, especially because of y'all's backgrounds. So John does not want to stop to check out these rocks, but the rocks didn't come from the cliffs and that made their presence a mystery. And in hostile territory, what couldn't be explained, couldn't be ignored. So then from there, he starts ordering the team to look around and then anticipate, you know, if if something's a little funny here. Now, for you two gentlemen, based on, I believe, your training, if you were to come across something like this, um, what what would be the best recommendation? Who wants to go first? Because I have one sentence to answer that. My man's going to say salad. I know it. No, no, no. Three words. Mind your surroundings. And there's the difference because mine's four words and it's uh, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> so, very, you, you see the difference in, in, military, in military careers, though? You know, I was in the groin. I'm, I'm what they call a pogue. So, a person I mean, other than grunt. Because here's your choices, right? So, you're on this. You're, <laughs> You only have two two modes of travel or two routes to travel forward and yeah. backward at this place, right? Like that's those are your options. Because we're not super soldiers. If I'm a super soldier, then I choose up or down. Probably <laughs> up, but, but I'm not. <laughs> so. Oh, that comes into play later. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> so I'm not going backwards because <laughs> fuck you. So we going in, or I guess we going through that, and then. Nine times out of ten. No issue. Because you also gotta think, there's been... Okay, so this planet's weird. We knew that. Everything sucks here. We knew that. I'm not gonna let... I'm, I'm not Temperature gonna sucks. let Terrain sucks. dictate my, my method of travel. That, we don't know what debris has come down. I mean, we just 
shot down a whole bunch of fucking banshees a while ago. There's been space battles since we got here. A Covenant ship crashed out. I'm sure something fell off that. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of explainable shit in there to worry too much. So fuck it, we ball. <laughs> well, not blue team. John's like, uh-uh, we're not ignoring nothing. So they assume it's an ambush. Okay. They're like, okay, cool, cool. So what they do is they do mind their, their surroundings. But instead of going forward, they go backwards. John first has Linda find a nice little sniper spot. Hey, scope it out. Let me know what you see. Keep your eyes on the prize. He has Kelly move forward. Fred is covering the back. And then John decides to run back down the highway to a ravine that he saw. Well, excuse me, two ravines ago. Fred's going three ravines ago. And John doubles back to the ravine. And he actually does what Brandon does. Start climbing. Yeah, up. Here we go, and he's trying to get a he's trying to get a noise little nice vantage point. No, we heard you. You said noise on our unironically. No, I said noise. Noise is noise is on purpose. Mm-hmm. No AI is gonna fix that, bub. On porpoise. On porpoise. And, and mind you, there's a lot of like you know team showing off. Like, hey, John and Linda running into each other, but they know each other so well. They don't even got to exchange words and whatnot. Needless, all the posturing and whatnot. Once John reaches a certain height, he can kind of see a little bit more out. And mind you, they're no longer in the gorge on the Forgotten Highway. Now they're on the cliff that surrounded the highway. The view isn't all that great. I will say in real life, the view is probably amazing, but it could kill you. So essentially, the sky is still covered in the brown dust of the explosion. Uh, There's still a lot of heated and uh, irradiated areas. So there's a bit of like a heat tinge so john's visibility isn't all that great and if you've seen any desert movie or you know you see like the waves a mirage you want to call it anyway so eventually john is able to see far out enough where he can actually see like uh not foliage but he can see the shapes of it he's not sure if it's a plant he's not sure if it's a tree he's just he's still trying to figure it out but while he's looking out there, he kind of sees a, a blue shape. He's still not sure what it is, but they're gonna they're gonna try to follow it. So eventually he does kind of have the team reposition and then he he starts proceeding to where the the bloop or the the person or the the bleep was. and as he's moving through it, he's noticing that the foliage on this planet is a little different. He's noticing that the the leaves on the plant itself, they have no stems. They kind of grow out of the, the ground. And he says that they look like concentric rings. And for anybody who doesn't know what concentric rings are, it's when you get bored in class and you start drawing a circle in a continuous line, try to make like the like an infinity or a black hole loop, except the lines are perfect and it's always one circle that's the perfect size. Anyway, he's noticing something weird about the plant. It doesn't really act like a plant. He's not sure if it's like, um, if it could be an animal, it could be a plant or it could be a mineral. The one thing he does notice that when these plants break, they drop a green sap. As soon as John gets to the position of where the, the person or the thing was, There's nothing there, but he does notice a trail. 
So he keeps Kelly and Linda to kind of keep track of the back and keep track of if there is any ambushes. And he proceeds down the trail. It's from there he notices that the thing or the person that he's following broke the same plants that he's been breaking following him. So John thinks, you know what? If I can find two drops or three drops of the sap that this person broke, I can find them. Boys, based on all your hunting and gathering skills and, and you know how to follow a person, John looked around. He John covered three meters in every direction. What did he find? Better rocks. Better rocks. He found nothing. More rocks? Nothing at all. Imagine a world we live in right now where not not even rocks was the answer. It sounds like Utah. Isn't that Utah's state? Well, it was slogan? rocks or nothing. You're not finding nothing? <laughs> Chicago's on it in a different oh, way. Shit. Oh, man. We, we like to call that um, Utah is the Christian. No, not the Christian. It's the religious Chicago. <laughs> but either way, right? So John cannot find this dude for anything. So he kind of goes, like, looks around again, like, yo, what am I missing? It just so happens that he's looking down on the trail and he's like, okay, it's going this direction. And then he looks a little bit to the side and he sees another trail parallel to the trail he was on going the other way. And he's like, hold up. He's like, whatever this thing or this person is that's traveling is way bigger than what I'm thinking for the trail to be X amount of size parallel and everything. And he's like, this is a little weird. And he does the one thing that nobody in the book saw coming. Has a heart attack. No, you wish you. Well, actually, yeah, he did have a heart attack when he, when he was like, he summons pot of greed and he draws three <laughs> more cards. <laughs> Nobody ever sees that coming. Uh-oh, no, he played the Fred card. He's like, Fred, you still have that strut. And if you guys remember, Fred was so strut excited. Strut is his ex-girlfriend. Ooh. No, strut is the fancy way to say slute. Ooh. Mm-hmm, she, she's Ooh. a little saucy girl. But yeah, if you guys remember, he had Madame Webb's leg. Saucy. He still had the spider leg from the uh, banshee falling into the sand pile. John, uh, John calls Fred over like, hey, man, I need you to bring the thing. And he and Fred being Fred is like, oh, I'm going to bring the thing. I'm totally going to bring it. And he realizes that the strut fits perfectly on the trails. Well, that's a sign. Yeah, that's a sign, right? And then Fred is excited. Fred is like, you see, it's proof. And he's like, hold on, Fred. Like, it's not spiders or aliens or kids. He's like, how do you know that the Covenant will have, like, an all-terrain vehicle? And Fred's like, look, man. It's probably not a Covenant because I'm pretty sure they were kids. And then John's like, well, how do you know they weren't grunts? And, y'all, if y'all remember the grunts, they are the little tiny people that they go, bee, 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 and if you shoot them in the head, they just a party. Fred confirms, like, hey, man, I didn't really see any of the breathing tanks. He's like, do you know about any other aliens that it could be? Fred is kind of like, I'm not going to say it wasn't another species of alien that might be associated with the Covenant. But I know what I saw, and I'm going to say they were kids. You know, two 
to go with this though, like they they just found out the covenant existed what like a year ago. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. So you, you know, like. And mind you, they still haven't even met all of the alien races within the Covenant Castle. Right. So. so yeah. In other That's words, something to consider. Oh, 100%. That, it's like when me and John go to a family reunion. You don't know how many cousins there are, but yeah. you know you're going to meet a few you've never met. And by a few, I mean like 20, 30. Oh, yeah. L- literally the exact same number I was going to say. <laughs> Not even going to lie. Yeah, yo, it's just fun fact. It is so bad that if you're a Puerto Rican, more than likely your family, your entire family might be on two, three streets in the same neighborhood. So. This fact, factualities, my man. But back to the story, right? So Fred says he's going to go with kids and he describes it like, hey, they look human. He was like, I think they're about a meter and a half tall. He's like, they got skinny arms and legs. They had small hands and feet. No fur, no wings. You know, kids. John kind of being an asshole because he's having a bad day. And he's like, that does not make sense. He's like, this planet is uninhabited. How would you get random kids living on this planet? And, you know, John and Fred are kind of going back and forth about it. And then Linda... Sends a little LED red alert on the HUD. And then she comes over the comm. And she's like, listen, I have movement on the rim, at least 20 figures. And this is the best part. This is the piece de la resistance. I believe I'm going to give this one to Fred. They do resemble kids. Damn. So, in regards to the, to the squad thinking they were about to get ambushed, 100% for a whole bunch of like 20 spiders just to pull up, they were going to get ambushed. Number two, they just confirmed that the people, the aliens, whatever you want to call them on the spiders, they look real, real human. So, At this point, John and Fred kind of get up because they were kind of crouched hiding, trying to survey the area. And they're kind of get up like, what the fuck? And then the kids are looking, excuse me, the kids are looking at them and they're looking at the kids. And John kind of does the Mr. Rogers and he's like, hey. And then Fred kind of throws him up too, but he sees the spider has three three different pilots. There's somebody moving the front and then two on the side. He notices that they drop back, right? That one of the kids drops back and he's like, they're dropping back, but they're not retreating. That's when homie kind of whips out the sickle antenna 3000. So it is a... <laughs> is that the official name? <laughs> the sickle antenna 3000. You'll find it on Harry Potter, yeah. right? So legit, my man literally grabs a wand out of like da- Dagon's Alley or whatever. <laughs> It's sickle shaped with an antenna. It's it's Diagon. I don't read Harry because, Potter. Then it's it's diagonally. Look, man, look. I purposely get all the Harry Potter stuff wrong. Never read the books. Watched like maybe three, four movies, cut it out, 
and then proceeded to have the best time of my life in Harry Potter land, knowing tons of Harry Potter fans haven't gone. They can all suck it. All I will them. say this. The Harry Potter fandom is one of the strangest fandoms. They're, 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 they're way up, up there. there, bud. They're pretty up there. Uh, all I'm saying is I want the Harry Potter smoke. That's all I'm saying. Oh, we're we're gonna rile some. We're gonna rustle some jimmies. Rustle some jimmies <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Those oh, are some hot takes. Man. <laughs> I mean, not hotter than the author's takes. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I'm buying that game, and you can't stop me because I'm gonna be a goddamn wizard. <laughs> <laughs> wait are you like a huge harry potter fan wait time no out. i'm not i'm really not but i, so I was like shit i can be a wizard <laughs> sign me the fuck up my man wants to see dumbledore and hit him with the death curse i feel you and then everybody was sending me messages and i was like listen i don't care about any of that i saw wizard and i ch- i checked yes like <laughs> there was it's not a political statement i'm just trying to be a fucking wizard trying to be a wizard <laughs> Here's here's the problem with him getting that game. He will grind the shit out of the game and be the evilest person. That even Voldemort will be like, shit. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. I'm only getting it because it probably has the best. Um... Oh, you're awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, my girl is like a huge Harry Potter fan. So I always throw it in her face that I went to Harry Potter land and she didn't. And I'm not even a fan. I, it's my favorite oh, thing shit. to do. Love you, baby. I'm getting it because I, you know, I want her. She like watches me play occasionally, so I thought I'd get something that would interest her too. As well as, it might be one of the best black people character creators to ever come out. That's always your thing when it comes to video games: is how black can I make this guy? That's it. Um, I just I'm tired of all my RPG characters looking blazing. That's fair. So. <laughs> And then people wonder why they see my characters running around with a golf club. Okay, Tiger, coming down. Oh, <laughs> nobody tells Tiger oh, to calm down. I Look will. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> How All many right. times did he cheat? Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you sure it was yeah. only four? I heard he had eighteen know, holes. Man. I'm just here for the jokes. <laughs> They're not even good. <laughs> I know. They're, these are all dad level jokes. That's what the people tune in for. But yeah, so so for the record, just to pick back up, Fred got proven right that the spider mobile and the kids are real. Don't get used to it. <laughs> also this, confirming. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say this is a, a Frederick anomaly, so just <laughs> Fred's always right. So the kids pulled out. The kids pulled the strap out on the Spartans. And they're like, no, no, be cool, be cool. And they noticed, you remember that foliage we were talking about? They're like, hey, we're not sure if it's an animal. We're not sure if it's a mineral or a plant. So the antenna, sickle antenna 3000 changes the channel on the plants. It changes it to fire. As in... For some unknown reason, this weird sickle antenna-shaped weapon that the kids are using are literally causing the plants to instantly combust and burst into flames. And they're kind of using them kind of as remote mines against the, the Spartans. That's, that's some anime shit. 
Yeah, it's it, or it's 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 fucking Harry Potter's wand, whatever you want to call it. They're just lighting shit on fire. At that point, once the kids kind of kick off the um, <clears throat> excuse me, the plants to instantly combust, um, John and Fred do the one thing that you probably shouldn't do. And by John and Fred, mostly Fred and John chasing Fred, really. This sounds this sounds more true to the characters. One hundred percent. They're they're gonna take a run and they're gonna catch the kids. Oh yeah. Because neither of them want to go within five hundred yards of a fucking school again. <laughs> Clearly, right? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking so John and Fred are like hightailing it and the kid is just these kids are blasting their magic wand burning shit along the way to kind of impede them and mind you remember Linda saw like 20 of them so it's not just like the one kid like all of them like kind of now have dispersed and they're lighting these weird plants on fire and eventually John's like dog we have to stop chasing these kids he's like we're not going to get them like this and Fred's kind of like... I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we gotta find a puppy or some it, shit. It, oh, man. <laughs> We're not We're gonna, not gonna, gonna get them like this. That's like, like the worst Jesus way to say Christ. it. <laughs> In robotic helmet overcom voice. Oh, man. <laughs> How do I reach these kids? <laughs> Oh man, we just gotta get a puppy van. That's it, a puppy van. Yeah, this is a reverse of usual. Usually, it's, it's think... you know adults trying to lure kids into their vehicle. Now, now it's the other way, where the kids are in the vehicle and the adults are trying to get in. It's true. It's true. But so as the as the boys kind of realize, hey, this isn't how we're gonna drop the riz on them. They kind of search the perimeter. Also, not the terminology I would have used, but keep going. Oh, right, right. Actually, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm learning the new lingo the kids are using. I don't so. think they'd be impressed with that one. <laughs> I mean, we're at that age now, man, where if, if, we're, if we're trying to learn it, it's already over. Y'all are on the it, roll. It, it is completely over. Also, we got to remember, too, just for the sake of the pot, these are like 15-year-olds trying to wrangle a bunch of kids. So this is like babysitting. <laughs> or um but they don't look 15 they're like six foot seven i'm so glad you said that because that comes up later perfect so. go me <laughs> perfect setup all right even a clock so, filled with dog shit is right at least once only once i said at least <laughs> all right but now we're about to get into action jackson time my favorite part of the book and Oh yeah, the whole, the, book. Book. the whole book, the, the chapter, the whole book, the this whole. No, 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 no. This is the whole book. You know, yeah, we you haven't know teamed it, up on you yet. <laughs> wow. All right, because that's exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> so when the guys kind of stop and they kind of look around the area, they actually find a different trail that kind of goes in deeper. So they they kind of follow through and they start noticing a ton of black rocks surrounding them. They find out that the black rocks in question are coal. And what can you do with coal? Eat, eat it. <laughs> Give it to bad kids. You could use it to to purify water. You could use it actually to to turn into um, was it like fa- facial mo- moisturizer? You can also use it to make gunpowder. Oh, 
These are all wrong answers. Perfect. So they realize that the kids are trying to light them on fire and not give them facials. <laughs> what did I say? Bro, I'm not even. I'm just over here. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> this is a sober episode. Not, I don't think any of us are. No. I was drinking yesterday. I actually haven't had a, I actually haven't had a drink on the podcast in weeks. Has it been weeks? Yeah, actually, since we started Death Stranding. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? I feel like... No, I think it was Halo you were drinking a little bit. I mean, you have to. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, right. this, well, with me at this rate. <laughs> necklaces aside, um, the kids notice... All right, so clearly these... These kids on spider mobiles were trying to light us up and not in a fun way. Like, well, <laughs> but um I see what you did there. I'm just yeah, not acknowledging it. No, thank you. I know. That went terribly. But it's at this point, Kelly hops on the comms. Yo, on your six, spider machine coming fast. So it seems like the That's spider machine. That's what she said. Huh? <laughs> what? Keep going. No, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, you don't need to. The fans heard it. You said, you said, I said, Not that's in, what she said. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> it's literally what she said. So it's true. Well, this is when like the slow-mo, like 2000s action movie kicks in. So when Kelly drops that, the boys don't even got to communicate. John literally dives past Fred's legs as Fred is jumping over him. And they they land they literally land ten meters apart from each other perfectly into a forward roll battle rifles out ready to go. So in other words, the exterminators are here. Can't do that shit in infinite. Three, four, no, three. but you can build a white what was it white run from a Skyrim in it. Oh, Woo. somebody literally rebuilt the whole town of White Run in the new Halo. Cool. Is there infection yet? Uh, no. Bro, there's not even the story <laughs> DLC that was supposed to come out two years ago. It's not even co-op yet, is it? Nope. Never Are crazy. you serious? Well, Dog, no. Three. Why do you think 343 has been fired? They've literally got fired like a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah. They literally no, le- no. about laid off almost Most everybody. Co-op is still not in it? Well, that's the weird thing. It's technically in it. You can just only access it if you glitch your way into it. Oh, Jesus. That means it's not in it, then. doesn't work. It, 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 well, it's in it. It's just they don't let you. Why are you defending it? it? Why are I'm you not, defending it? I'm not them? defending it. I'm it trying to make like a bigger point that he's they are trying so to lazy. They already have the system there. They just can't flip an on switch. Don't worry. They added more cosmetics yesterday, though. <laughs> well, that's cute. It's a doorbell, really. All, and also, just to clarify, I believe they said it's never going to come out, that the only co-op you got is going to be online. We. So. I'm glad they failed. I'll say it. Me too. Hey, wider audience. That's what you get, man. That's what you get for shitting on the fan base. And, yeah, trying to go for fucking they Call did of it Duty twi- They did it twice. Everybody they did it everybody twice warned. in one year. Mm-hmm. They Everybody did warned twice. them yep. way back in fucking um, Halo Reach. They were like, careful with this shit because you're getting really Call of Duty. And they were like, now nah, it'll be K. And here we are. So I don't want to hear them fucking complaining about it because they did it. That's why it's all I don't even think pass. they made Reach. I think fucking 
um, Butternut's Mage Reach, right? Tell you right now. Let me see if I can out clean Jamie, clean Jamie. Yeah, it was Bungie. Bungie and Microsoft Game Studios, the OGs. Yeah. still stance. This has been a well talked about thing since when did it come out? 2010. Okay, so for fucking a decade. <laughs> oh my god! I, oh, I this, this has been a problem that was brought up a decade ago. That's when the Waypoint came out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Waypoint. No, Waypoint came out in Halo Three. Oh, yeah, okay, Waypoint's yeah, been yeah, around yeah, for yeah. A minute. Yeah, in Halo Three, it was it was well, around for Halo Reach. I remember um, Halo. Yeah, the good, the good Waypoint. Ha- Halo Waypoint actually. I used it for some odd reason, even though I knew jack shit about Halo, but I did use it. It was dope. It, it was had, intriguing. Like, a museum you could walk yeah. through and shit, and it was like a cinematic, like museum. They used to do where if you didn't know shit about Halo, they, that, and, like, that they would, would explain VR. it to you. Oh, they never will. I, I mean, they can't because they got shut down. But whatever. Yeah. They didn't get shut down. They got put on a uh, supervisory duty for the next studio that takes it, which. Okay, so you're just gonna have the fucking blind leading the blind. Yeah, that is the dumbest thing. Like, y'all failed with three games. Like, I hope that, like, the supervision is like, yeah, this is, you're supervising us to move all the assets over to the new guys. Well, like, that should be the extent. That's a law, isn't it? Um, it, Not, like, a real federal law, but, like a, like, a law where, like, failing up, where, like, you suck so bad at your job that the people above you pull you up so that way they can keep an eye on you and that puts you in charge of other people and then obviously that sucks so it like creates this chain reaction of suckage I forget what the it's like an internet law I can't remember the fucking term of it but it's rampant in fucking corporations and ironically the military I was gonna be like nah man I'm a minority you just kind of get fired and that's about it Oh, yeah, no. Well, you can't really get fired in the military. Mm, yeah. There's ways, though. Right, like, yeah, you can get kicked out, don't get me wrong, but, like, you can't quite get fired. I knew someone who got fired. Convenient. He got uh, taken out as a convenience of the army. I consider that fired. Yeah, but that's, you have to do, like, a million things wrong to get to that point. Oh, yeah. Fired. Yeah, I could give you fired on that one. Either way. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Here's what I can't get you. A break. We'll pick back the action after this break. We back, baby. How was that break? How is that Peter Tinkle? <laughs> yeah, we are back. All right, we're picking up with the action. We are picking it back up. Brandon, you hush for the action. Mm. All right, so y'all, there, it's an old-fashioned spider brawl. So we got sickle antennas, we got battle rifles, and we got spiders. And you know what else is there? Pot agreed that lets me draw three additional cards. <laughs> Why are you on this Yu-Gi-Oh kick? <laughs> Dude, I can't help it. I've been I've, I've watched that fucking YouTube video at least 19 times today. <laughs> 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 That's what it do, you. 
not the not the Joey Wheeler. Not Joey. Oh, what a riot. Uh, I wish I could do Kaiba's voice. That's that's the dream. If I could one day do Kaiba's voice. Danny, I'm sorry. I just had to do it to you. No, you're yeah. good. You're you're good. My <laughs> man hit me with the blue eyes, white dragon. <laughs> Shit's about to go down, y'all. So immediately, as soon as like the boys get locked and loaded and ready to shoot, they notice that the this particular spider is being ran by a young girl. She got some blonde hair. She's rocking a scarf, baggy clothing, and she's she's also assisted by two boys on her sides. So, even before the boys can even get shots off, they take that sickle antenna and they actually light up a bunch of the trees that are actually headed toward Fro- or surrounding Fred. Excuse me, not headed toward, but surrounding Fred. And immediately, you see that the trees burst, and then it looks like there's a little bit of lightning that hits Fred. Fred goes black and he drops. So there's something a little bit more than these kids, you know, causing trees to burst into flames. But Fred is completely out of the fight. Fred has gotten the boot. So John actually ends up opening fire and he actually hits. He hits the um the sickle antenna and it actually explodes and you can see part of it lodged into one of the kids' hands. Then from there, Shorty, who's driving the spider mobile, she ain't taking it. She don't like the friendly fire that John just committed. So she positions the spider mobile to charge at him at full speed. Well, John did the smart thing and he does the uh the Neo Matrix and he gets on his back. But the spider machine literally runs to him, is literally on top of him. And then Shorty drops the spider on top of John. Like completely cannonballs him into the ground. Surprisingly, Kelly is actually scared. She's actually panicked. She's like, Blue Leader, are you? And he's like, I'm under it. I'm under it. So John is actually trying to like... um. Un, like untangle himself from the body of the uh, the spider. Um, it's landed on his shoulder, and he can't tell how heavy that the, the spider machine is. And since it has it, he has it pinned. He's actually trying to lift it, but when he tries to lift it, he realizes Shorty put down the full weight of the spider on top of John, and. He pauses for a moment. He hops on the comm and he's like, I'm stuck harder. Help. So Kelly actually, you hear Kelly starting to shoot the spiders as well as she even manages to throw a grenade. But the grenade is an arm and she throws it where it can't hurt them, but it lets them know that, hey, if y'all keep doing what y'all doing, if you, let me rephrase that. If y'all keep fucking around, y'all are about to find out for real what we can do to you. And surprisingly, so the spider gets off of John. And I meant to say this too. When John blew up the antenna thing and it, it ripped into the kid's hand, it also kind of messed with the compartments of the spider mobile. So the spider mobile was actually a little damaged. So when the kids actually got off of John, they actually bugged out of the spider mobile and started bugging it through the forest. 
John kind of like, all right, it's a little weird. And he looks at Kelly. He's like, yo, did you fucking kill those kids with the grenade? And she's like, no, no, no. I did X, Y, Z. They kind of all start regrouping. Um, they see, you know, they see the spider machine is abandoned. The kids are gone. They also notice, too, that the, the little girl, she actually has a piece of shrapnel in her forehead um, from the firefight. Uh, the other kid has the shrapnel in his hand. And then one kid has a whole broken ass leg. And they're like literally dragging him through the forest to get away from them. Team gets there. Fred actually starts rebooting back online. And he's like, I have no idea what the hell just happened. He's like, I think they hit me with an EMP. And they're like, they're kind of looking at him like, that's impossible. Excuse me. Then the onboard hub of the computer lets him know that he got hit with a microwave. And John's pond. Just put some metal in it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, y'all, please do not put metal in your microwave. That's the equivalent of grabbing your friends and running on the 401 and being like, kids, you can fly. Yeah, don't charge your phones in them. Don't put metal in them. When you're stirring your mac and cheese, take it out. But what you can do is if you take tinfoil and you crumble it in a ball and you put it in there and you microwave it on high for, I think, like five minutes, it'll turn into like a perfect spear. That's cool. I don't trust you. You shouldn't. Don't do that either. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. For legal purposes, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But eventually, so the team gets up. Fred gets booted again. John actually tells Kelly, listen, you're the fastest. Go catch those kids. And they actually kind of take a look through the spider machine. And nothing about it makes sense so a couple things they notice about the spider machine first thing the the back third of the compartment was divided into a trio of low colbins which were separated from each other by a pair of narrow corridors um, a meter aft of the colbins a soup filled pipe rose about 10 centimeters above a cabinet on the spider but the wild part about it this coal-powered Spider-Mobile, there was no, like, there was no suit. There was no exhaust. The, it's coal-powered, but there was none of the the features that you would normally see in Los Angeles if there was coal being used. They also noticed, too, that um, inside they had woven baskets filled with foodstuffs. Uh, they also saw that there were... Um, canteens made out of like animal intestines so that's how they were drinking the water or whatnot and then other than the orb to actually move the spider machine they realized that these kids are essentially hunter gatherers wow. and they kind of built like a um a luxury atv kind of with all the 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 bells and whistles fully loaded and also um john finds kelly's grenade as well and then from there, John kind of picks it up. He gets a call from Kelly on the comms. And she's like, listen, I can use some help with these kids. Unless you'd rather I just shoot them. Negative, John says. And John didn't say negative because of military, whatnot. He said it because he knows that Kelly is the least patient Spartan. And she will actually shoot these kids. Man, fuck them kids. 
Fuck them kids. Exactly. But either way, you know, John and Fred, they eventually pull up to where Kelly is. And they kind of all... Um, and, and let me rephrase that. Right before John and Fred pull up, they actually take off all their, their gear. Like, they take off their weapons, their grenades, and all that. They take it all down. They set it down, and they can find the three kids, right? They see the little girl. She's holding a rock. The other boy is holding a rock. And then one leg McGillicuddy is just there for moral support. Um... From there, they hop on comms. John is like, Kelly, you take the boy. I'm going to get the girl. And as John is kind of laying out the capture plans, they get hit with rocks. Like, immediately. And it starts to annoy the shit out of them. They run up and they, they grab the kids. Because I, I got I to gotta use the slang or the lingo that the kids are using. So when they dash in and they grab the kids... You hear a let me go scab. And then John pipes in on the voice of the student. He's like, yo, I can understand you. And she's like, hold up. Of course, you can understand me. I have a tongue. And like, mind you, the, 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 the biggest part of the story is that all the kids are like sassy as hell. They all got mouths on them. And then John's kind of looking at this girl now that he's captured her. He doesn't really even know what to ask her. Essentially, what he does is he knows that the girl speaks English. He, he kind of sees her. He actually removes the scarf off of her to kind of figure out her age. And it's there that he's like, I can't really tell how old this girl is. He's like, she's, you know, she has very rugged features, but most importantly, she's malnourished. So she could either be 10, she could be eight, she might be 13. Who knows? So we can't really figure out who she is. So John politely asks her, like, hey, what's your name? And then she responds back, Lena. And then he informs her that her name is John. Excuse me, his name is John. She's like, there's no way your name is John because that's strange for an alien. And this goes back to the comment that you made earlier about their height. And he's like, we're not aliens. And Lena kind of looks at the boy that Kelly's holding, and they're like, no, 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 no. You guys have to be aliens. Oh, are and, you talking about how she's saying all this with, like, a weird Russian accent? Yeah, yeah, that that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, she's pronouncing it yawn. Yawn, they, that's the way, yes. I couldn't, I was like, I, there's a particular yawn, way to say it. like yawny. Yawny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, she speaks like magic in the comic books. Oh, yeah, man. That's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. When I go back and read, that's not how I'm going to look at it. You're welcome. Thanks, man. But yeah, so at that point, they're like, listen, y'all, we're not aliens. And she's like, bruh, look at you. Have you seen yourself, motherfucker? <laughs> Legit. She's like, there's no effing way you guys could be that tall and not be aliens. Clearly, these kids have never seen an NBA game. But, um, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fred being Fred, because Fred is a smart ass. He's like, some people are. And then the boy kind of calls him out. He's like, number one, he's like, there's no way. 
And then on top of that, he's like, yeah, I'll run like Barry Allen on a Friday. <laughs> and then they inform the kids that, um, oh, excuse me, as well as pe normal people don't even wear heavy suits like how the Spartans have it. And I hate to say this, but John looks at Fred and has him do the 3-4-3. Uh, three, three. John, what do you think the 3-4-3 three, three is? Well... You know, the Easter egg, obviously, 343 Industries, but to me, it sounds like some type of, like, handshake, homie shake, or something like that. Something sacred, or something along those lines. Someone to prove themselves to the kids, right? Okay. So, John, with his almighty porn stash, looks at Fred and is like, Playboy, take your helmet off. And he, and he tells them, he looks at Fred and he says, show them. So then you kind of see Fred kind of meticulously take off, like, the connections to the AI and, and the HUD and all that. And then he um he removes his helmet. And this is kind of interesting because not a lot of people know what Fred looked like. Fred's face is slender, has strong features, black brows with blue and green eyes. A, bl a blade thin nose, high cheeks, and a broad mouth with over a square chin. Danny and the wild DeVito. Danny DeVito, exactly. The only difference is he's he doesn't have any wrinkles on his brow. He still has like a smooth face of a 15 year old, but with, with rugged features. So, yeah. Because you know they're soldiers. How come, Brandon, you don't look rugged? I saw you didn't look all rugged. It's just... Well, it's because usually it's it's an, a, a translation error because everybody says rugged. What they meant to say is ragged. It, it just got translated wrong. Mm, yeah, man. I was going to be like, you you have no action, Hank, on you. But either way, Fred's a handsome boy that protects the universe. And then from there, everybody's kind of like all um, confused and whatnot. And then from there, John kind of, he's like, listen, he, he, he lets Lena go. He's like, yo, he's like, can we just talk? Like, I don't want to fight you. Um, I don't want to chase you anymore. He's like, can we just please talk? And she's like, I'm going to be honest with you, dog. Like, we can talk just because, like, we don't really have a choice. And I forgot to mention one thing, too, because while they were initially throwing the rocks at Fred... Um, Fred actually threatened to crush their brains. Oh, Jesus. Or their heads in if they kept throwing rocks at him. Just a little, little minor note forgot to mention. <laughs> I feel that, though. So, I'm, yeah, let's be real. If I'm wearing a helmet and someone is pelting rocks and pellets at me, I'm going to be like, I'm going to hit you in the face with a baseball bat, too. So, regardless if you're 10 years old, streets. They kind of start building rapport. Um, also, the slang in here, if you hear us say cook, uh, that's like the one thing I'm trying to wrap around how to explain this part. So, the second boy that, Ke um, that, excuse me, that Kelly caught, his name is Arnie. He initially is like, Lena, you should run, just leave Arnie to get cooked. Cooked is what the kids used to say killed. So, you're going to see a little back and forth in that. And then John's kind of really explaining to Lena, like, hey, this is what's happening. This is why, you know, what we're doing. The kids, the kids kind of like, 
all right so you guys aren't aliens everything's you know you guys are fine you guys are working towards something um the reason why we were running away from you was because you guys were chasing us and they're like that's not the case we weren't chasing y'all to kill y'all we were just you know trying to talk eventually the team kind of gets in close they start building rapport they start using the meta gel on the kids to clear up their um their injuries as well as this is where we kind of get a huge revelation about the kids because as they're kind of patching the kids up and building the rapport um and we touched on it earlier fred was initially going to tell them like hey man we saw two of your homies get exploded into the fifth dimension but John kind of gives them the look of like, don't say shit. Because we, we were kind of slowly building rapport with them. And then initially it started with John asking them like, hey, you know, we'll take you back to your parents. Huge no, no, because on this planet to say that to the kids, that means, hey, your parents are dead. So we're going to send you there, too. Now, the question is, how did these kids get on this planet and how did they find these machines? Well, as John, Kelly and Linda, as they're all talking and getting to know the kids, you find out that the kids are the offsprings of pirates. And oh, the plot thickens. Plot thickens, right? So we know that at some point ships were flying past the planet to drop supplies on other colonies so their parents would raid those ships now what happened if said pirate is caught initially if you're caught pirating you should be turned over to the un unsc correct that's not what happened so the supply ship or whatever that these pirates attacked about 50, 60 years ago, they failed. And that same supply ship did the one thing that is ultra super illegal when it comes to space travel in the Halo universe. Under no circumstances are you allowed to maroon anyone on a planet. So those kids are the offsprings of maroon pirates. And then you come to find out while the kids are explaining all this stuff to John and the team. Doesn't seem like there are actually any adults around. It seems like this is like a kid colony. That the kids are kind of raising one another because the parents kind of drop like flies as the years progressed. So these kids are 1000% entirely alone on this super desolate planet. But the reason why they've been able to survive on this planet for over 50 to 60 years is the bridge. You see that bridge indicated that there was a species that showed up on the planet. Well, it just so happens there are cities built deep in the planet. The pirates and then their offsprings, their offsprings all the way to the kids. They go to these specific cities to find supplies like food, technology, you name it. Sometimes they find technology and once they figure out how it works, it may not work. Or eventually it's something that they can kind of incorporate into their system. So essentially this is like a uh, a scavenger type of society now based off the fact that they were pirates and they got marooned. Well, 
there's a reason why John and his team starts building rapport with the kids because he realizes that if they actually want to get to the objective, they're going to need the kids spider machine, especially how quick it can move through the terrain on the planet. So that's the main reason. Another thing too, that we realize as well, when they captured the kids and all this stuff was happening, none of the other spiders ever came to their position. The spiders just dipped out. But essentially that's where we get our lucky break because as the team is trying to get the uh, the keys to the spider mobile, it just so happens, I believe Linda realizes, oh shit, those spiders weren't coming for us. They're all going to the lucky break. So now it's a really a race. Now John and the team have to get to the Covenant ship before the rest of the spider kids do. And that's where we end the episode. Because there wasn't enough shit on their plate. Mm-hmm. So now it's a rescue operation. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Just to clear up everything, the mission initially started with them having to get to the Covenant ship figure out how to destroy it, find the plane, then to evac Petrov and her people. Now they need to get to the ship before a dying group of children get massacred by whatever Covenant trap is waiting there. Save those kids, blow up the ship, get a ride, and then go save Petrov and their people. There's a whole lot of saving that needs to happen. All in less than 10 hours. It'll be fine. I mean, it has to be fine, right? Because, like, the story's still going. <laughs> well, I'm going to guess everybody's going to find out next week at The Lucky Break. But for now, this is your lucky break. Is it? Yes. It You're free. Time to go home. What are you still doing here? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, come back. No, man. Don't go yet. No, 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 come back. Now go. Oh, see, you're one of those teachers. You're one of those teachers where the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Oh, fuck that. I can hit stop recording now, right? No. Oh. Have we said the things yet? Oh, you're right. I'm totally keeping this in episode. I'm still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to it. I was like, John's tired of my shit. No, I, I'm also, still getting used to the format. Hold up now. <laughs> the law I was thinking of is called the Peter Principle. Bro, we went, we moved up from the Peter Tingle to the Peter Principle? <laughs> what, what? It's the Peter Principle. Bro. And it's the big piece, so you know it's serious. All right, I'm out. Catch y'all later. <laughs> Peace. Now we're done, John. <laughs>
Hey, thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher uh, to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next. You Me and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. We do not own the rights to any of the artistry. All rights are owned by their respective companies. Sound and editing by Kenny Gomez and Brandon Weiner. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amistat. Transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found on Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit You, Me, and Lore on Facebook or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail. Bye-bye.